The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, by Rich Rebar. However, we're coming to you a day early. I got uh, I got some stuff going on during our normal recording time on Friday mornings, so we're blessing you uh, with an early Week 13 NFL picks against the spread show. And we got uh, we got a big matchup in the FFPC. Our our co-managed uh, main event team got through, so we got we got some sweats. I mean, that's really all we asked for: is to get to the fantasy football playoff and and have some sweats. Yeah, and we'll have a big sweat because we're facing Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so you good d- news there. So <laughs> but no, you don't fun. we you don't we'll, love that. You know, it's been a you know, top down from this fantasy season's been, you know, I think unique anyways, because there hasn't been like one like structural plan that's been great. But you know, we fought through, we had anchor RB team and we kind of just didn't really brick our first like five picks, and that's like good enough this year, right? Like if you just didn't yep. like brick like your your team probably ended up okay. We started with Travis Kelsey, then we took Joe Mixon. We took CD Lamb, we took Deontay Johnson, and we just like kind of were okay. Like like those guys were. Yeah, we we didn't have any <laughs> of the big league winning guys. Like we didn't have Henry when he was going nuts. We didn't have Cooper Cup when he was going. We didn't get Eli Mitchell off waivers. Like we didn't we didn't have we any. Did try. Of the, we tried. We tried. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we. I think we. Which which feels conservative. I think we bid. Well. We bid on Tyson though was the problem, right? Is we spent a bunch of chip on Tyson in in week zero. Is that is that correct? No, um, I'm trying to think where we put it, but we you and there was a lot of internal debate, Elijah Mitchell, uh, between the between us, uh, and you know you and I wanted to go real real hard on him. We did. Yeah. We ended up bidding, I think, seventy percent. But remember that week was crazy. Like, yeah, I, think, I mean, some people were bidding yeah. like nine hundred fifty, which, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I think, I mean, at the time, I honestly felt like it was fine, but it, but with the benefit of hindsight, uh, I think you could have spent 90% of your fab on Eli Mitchell, and he, he's returned the value of like a second-round pick, basically. In one league, I dropped just the 100, so you do zero bids. I just, I grabbed, I was, it was an anchor RB team that had like three injuries at the, already, like at the yep. start of the season, like I had Gus Edwards get hurt. Uh, like Dudes were already out that I had drafted, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go in. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it worked out. I mean, that team still ended up being just mediocre, but for us, like you just look at our draft, like it was like, nothing was like mind blowing. We just got a good players and just like, didn't get misses. And that was just enough, right? Like you just didn't have guys that, that missed. Yeah. Front. We just like zeros, like Iuk for the first six weeks of the season, you know, I mean, I mean, there are a million guys who are just oh, stone yeah. cold well, look misses. At, just go, yeah. yeah. Go back through ADP in the first four rounds. And there's, there's no, <laughs> you, you, you don't have to throw a rock far to, to hit someone that, that either missed three games or 
just wasn't good. Uh, so that team yeah. actually is, is fighting. Uh, we're alive. We'll see if we can combat Jonathan Taylor's, you know, 250 rushing yards on Sunday, and we'll see what happens. We will see. Uh, all right, man. Let's pick some games against the spread. Uh, five favorite games. What is your number five? My number five is the Broncos plus 10. You hate to see uh, it. I do. I, no, I mean, I... no, it's, it's, it's not betting the Broncos. Like I would never do it, obviously, but clearly <laughs> you got to take the Broncos here. Like the Broncos are not as bad as people say they are. And the chiefs are not a team that beats people by 10 anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have the, the Andy Reid off of the buy, you know, stuff kind of going around. And, and I think the chiefs outright win this game for sure. But there are some underlying areas that uh, I think that, well, one, obviously the Chiefs don't really cover a lot, you know, first of all. So it's not really their thing. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is actually excellent against the Blitz. And that's really kind of what the Chiefs have leaned into, kind of being a Blitz heavy team. So, uh, you know, you look at his splits against the Blitz right now, he is uh, averaging 10 yards for pass attempt against the Blitz. That's fourth in the NFL, only 6.6 yards for pass attempt when not Blitz. It's when you get checked down Teddy um and then Kansas City blitzes 31 percent of the time at six in the league I think they can run the ball obviously that's what Denver does uh so I just think it's they think just hang around and just try to get me within 10 here I feel pretty good about it yeah I mean look I can't I can't fault that at all I mean just like by design the Chiefs are they're they're running like the Alex Smith offense with Patrick Mahomes and then uh I mean I was I was saying this on a show with Justice uh, yesterday uh, basically, like, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, but not for the reason that they used to be. It's that Andy Reid has figured out what to do with this offense now. They're replacing Hardman. They got Pringle in there for him. They're a little bit less dynamic, but they're better at staying on schedule than they were mm -hmm. for the first month of the season. And the reason why they're the best team is they can do that and they can stay on schedule and they can kind of play like the Alex Smith Chiefs, but then also three times a game. Mahomes can remind you that he's the best quarterback and that, and, and what justice was saying was that the pack, the Patriots are the best team and maybe one through 53, they are, but they don't have one guy on offense who can do that, who is like a huge difference maker, right? That, and which was basically my take is that they have Tyreek and they have Mahomes and no one else in the AFC has guys that are, you know, he's the best wide receiver in the AFC and the best quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the, you look at the Chiefs, and it was really that Monday night game against the Giants, if you go back to that, and they kind of – that's because that's when their defense started to flip too. And it's because they started to just, like, do what you said. Like, they started to actually just, like, control the ball. They yep. wanted to have longer drives. Sustain Long drives. Lead, and, you know, keep the defense off the field a little bit more too. Um, yeah, and if the Chiefs just don't turn the ball over, they're, they're fine, you know, but yep. they keep turning it over. But uh, that's really it, though, is just protecting the football. It's really their only, their only kind of one bugaboo right now. Yep. Uh, okay, my number five, the Minnesota Vikings minus seven points at the Detroit Lions. I think this should be like nine, nine and a half. Um, the Lions have nothing, and uh, Alexander Madison is – you're losing nothing replacing Dalvin Cook with Alexander Madison – Adam Thielen is uh, just laughing in the face of uh, a touchdown conversion. Uh, Justin Jefferson, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. The And I think they were missing a lot of guys on defense last week against the 49ers, and they should be getting um, a couple of those guys back on the defensive line. But it, it just doesn't even matter. Like, it, it just doesn't – the Lions are are just so broken um, at this point. It just it just doesn't – they're, they're just a bad football team, and the Vikings – 
uh, you know, they, they're, they're alive there for that second wild card in the NFC. Like every team is. And I, the, yeah, the, just, the football team is in the playoffs right now. What is going on in the NFC? Yeah. The, the NFC, the NFC is uh, it's, it, I mean, it's just very embarrassing, but uh, the first the round is not first round NFC playoffs. Aren't going to be it. No, no, it's not. I mean, yeah, the, the football team, the Vikings uh, and the, and technically the Falcons, the, the Falcons are technically still alive uh, for, for the playoffs, which is, um, it's, it's just terrible, but yeah, this one felt it's, it's, it's seven and it's on the road. So I don't want to go too crazy with it, but I feel very confident in them getting there, especially because you, one thing you do love, especially with, uh, totals down around the NFL right now and, and, and scoring down is you just love teams. that are going to be able to run the ball effectively in the second half, which I think the Vikings are going to be able to do. Yeah, do you see that tweet I had yesterday that that, that we had the, we've already had the same amount of offensive holding calls as all of last season? Ugh. Ban uh, my my rule my my suggestions to make the NFL a watchable product are ban the cover two. You're not allowed to play two high safeties and uh, eliminate offensive holding calls. And the defense is not allowed to practice on Fridays. So just they're they're just not allowed to practice on Fridays. They get one less day of practice, and that's how that's how that's how you fix the NFL. That's how you make the games good again. I mean, they had it last year. Cody, it's a cover two exists has existed for eighty years of football, but uh, ban it, ban the, it. The the holding penalties, man. They because you can call holding it every is play. real. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, you, you can I literally mean, call it every play. Anyone that watched that Thanksgiving Cowboys Raiders game, and it wasn't an offensive holding problem, but like the, the amount of penalties in that game, like that's not watchable. No, no, it's terrible. And it's, it's a awful. thirty-six. It's a thirty-six to thirty-three overtime game, which should be exciting and all. Which should be fun. About, and all anyone talked about for days afterwards was just like was the penalties was. Yeah. I, I shouldn't know who Sean Hockley is. No, we should not know any of the referees' names. No, except for yeah. Jerome Boger because he's cool shit. Yeah. All right. What's your <laughs> number four? Uh, my four is the Rams. Um, and it's, it's really kind of coming down to, it feels just like a great, like get right spot for them. Uh, well, first of all, the, a lot of their problems stem from, they have the chiefs problem, right? Like they've got three pick sixes in their past three games. They keep falling behind. So now they're facing a team that has just six takeaways all season. They're dead last in the NFL, the Jaguars, they can't get any takeaways. They also can't score any points, uh, which is kind of a problem for covering spreads. I mean, they haven't scored more than 17 points since week six. Uh, they, they're the last in the NFL in scoring uh, uh, scoring rate per drive. Uh, the, the offense just looks completely broken. But Quan Treadwell is now a functional asset of, of, of their actual uh, product. Uh, and so, I, I don't know, I'm just going in because I think it's a great spot at home uh, against this Jaguars team for them to actually come back and like kind of get off the schneid a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, this one did not make my list, but uh, of course I am. I am on, on this one with you. I mean, the, the, the Jaguars, we've talked about it a bunch on the show. The offense is just completely uh, impotent. It's just, it's just not a good, it's just not a good offense. And they don't show any signs of improving that, you know, they're, Laquan Treadwell leading a team, an NFL team in targets in, in 2021 is just, uh, it's, it's awful. Yeah. I, Laquan Treadwell led the team in targets and Tavon Austin scored one of their two touchdowns. Tavon Austin, man. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible that these guys are, are still getting reps. I mean, I always kind of thought Tavon Austin should be an NFL player, so maybe not. 
I don't know. Like he is still crazy fast. It's just, he's, I mean, he's just not big enough, I guess, but maybe yeah. he will have a late career resurgence like Cordero Patterson. Now that those guys are in vogue, the, the offensive weapon guys, you remember like Dexter McCluster and stuff. Oh, like yeah. there was no role for those guys 10 years ago, but there actually kind of is now the way, the way that teams yep. are calling plays. Cause they're using so much of that um, spread stuff from, uh, from college, which is, you know, teams were not doing 10 years ago. Uh, all right. My number four is the Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half points at the Steelers. And I, I have a feeling you're, you're going to disagree with me on this one. Cause the, the Ravens have mostly uh, been, been bad on uh, like against the spread this year. And, and they kind of have been disappointing. I, and you know, they only get 16 against the Browns. They only get 16 against the bears. They lose to the dolphins. Like they, they've been really uninspiring for the last month of the season, but you know, who's really uninspiring is the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. They are gross. They are terrible to watch. I mean, I, the defense is still good. So to give credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers, their defense is still good, except when it's not like they, they, the, the Steelers like would pride themselves on, on like not letting Joe Mixon do that to them. And they just got body blowed by, by Joe Mixon and the Bengals last week. Like I don't, this, this just feels like uh, the, like it's felt like the end for Roethlisberger a couple times. Like that Browns playoff game should have been the last we ever saw of Ben Roethlisberger. And it, it this, this feels like uh, Peyton Manning getting benched for Brock Osweiler stage of, of Ben Roethlisberger's career. No, I mean, I, I definitely, I'm not against you on this one. I just wasn't, I just not take it's, it. It's, it's weird to do four and a half on the road against the Steelers. Like that's a, that's a weird spot. Well, I mean, listen, Watt's not going to play. Joe Hayden looks like he might not play. I mean, his defense has, has been missing pieces and hasn't been as good. I and mean, they just gave up 41 points in back-to-back games, uh, which is pretty, you know, unheard of uh, for kind of like what that team has prided itself on for multiple years. They just don't really have the horses. And the last time TJ Watt didn't play, they only got three pressures in the game defensively. So uh, that would help Lamar. I mean, this, like you said, it, it, the Ravens has been really uninspiring. So it's hard for me to, to just, I'm just not going to touch this game. I think it's interesting for DFS though, because the amount of defensive pieces that are out, out on this game. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lamar. And Lamar, been, Lamar is going to be 4% owned and stuff this week. I mean, he hasn't been playing well. He's popping in optimals though, but he always does. Um, he always does. But yeah. he hasn't played well for basically two months now. Um, you know, he was real bad on Sunday night and yeah. the offensive line starting to catch up to them. Uh, you know, the, the deep ball hasn't been there. You know, you look at the, the last three games, the March three of 18 on throws 15 yards or further downfield previously completed 47%. So that's how we get how you know, we got to We got a free, we got a free Bateman. We got to well, We got to get Bateman last Sunday. He, he, he dropped down to only his route participation yep. was only at 57%. I feel like Bateman's having a very different season on NFL Twitter. A fantasy Twitter than he is in real life. Um, yes, <laughs> because people people have declared the flipping like twelve times already between yeah, him and Marcus. I've already Brown. seen people already like say like he's better than Hollywood, and you know the Ravens seem to not think so because Hollywood keeps getting double digit targets every game. Uh, so yeah, it's, which he should. <laughs> he should. Yeah, he absolutely should. Yeah, he's but, really good. But yeah, I mean this Steelers team, man. Oh boy, like this this is rough, man. It's rough. They are, they are a rough watch. And, and everyone knew it. Like people acted like they were back when they beat, uh, they had a string where they beat Geno Smith, uh, jo- Justin Fields, and they did go to overtime to beat Geno Smith, uh, almost overtime to beat just, uh, Justin Fields, they beat Baker Mayfield, they beat yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. 
and people are like, oh, they're back. And then you see they face Justin Herbert. They get 41 put on. They face Burrow and the Bengals get 41 put on them. Uh, now they've got Lamar. Then they get Kirk Cousins. Uh, we don't know what the Titans are. Then they get the Chiefs. Uh, so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, this is a team that, that was never as good as what kind of they climbed back to. The Dolphins are like that right now, too. People are all in the Dolphins. And it's like the Dolphins beat Joe Flacco and they beat. Uh, no, I'm I'm with this Dolphins season. thing. I'm on. I'm on well, the, rest their, the rest of their rest their end of the season schedule is easy, but super easy. No, I, dude, I I've I've been good, lo- though. I've been long on Tua this whole time, and the offensive line is terrible, so they can't run the ball at all. Mm-hmm. Jalen Jalen Waddle, people laughed at this trade, bro. People were like this, and it still maybe was not the greatest trade to give up a first to take Waddle over Devonta, but Waddle is the is the real deal, and and I think had the vision of the Dolphins offense came together where Fuller is healthy, Parker's healthy, Waddle's healthy, you have Gesicki. I, I think that version of their offense is, is much better. Um, so I think the so. Dolphins coaching staff actually has done a really excellent job this year um, based on the amount of injuries they've had and what they've had to work with. Like everything they're doing on offense is literally out of necessity. The offensive line yep. is terrible. All the wide receivers have been hurt. Uh, they have, they can't run the football functionally at all. So you see like last week, they're running just like a ton of RPO, uh, they're trying to get the ball out of two of his hands fast. Like guys try to do something. And he's good at that. Catch. And he can do it. Yeah. yeah I actually yeah. give their coaching staff a lot of credit. I do think organizationally they've, they've missed a lot. Like they, they, they've had it. They had a chance to make a really dynamic roster yeah. and it's kind of falling apart. I mean, they, they've botched a lot of draft picks. I think they botched the equity in the waddle pick, not the waddle pick itself uh, because right. you give up a, a second, first round pick to make that move. Uh, yeah. and like you said, that gap may not be worth it because if you swap those guys, but you know what it, it might be though, like Waddle really might be that good that, that, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's just me being over exuberant. Cause he's just ripped off a couple good games in a row. But like, if J- I mean, I don't even well, want to say, really I don't, doing, I don't, I don't th- that's the thing though. He is, he's adding value cause he catches a huge amount of his targets and we, we, only seen it a couple times where he starts to rip off the stuff after the catch, but that's like the thesis behind the waddle play is that he becomes like this just insane, uh, you know, right. D- DJ Moore style player where he you feed him like an an eight point five a dot and he rips off a bunch of yards after the catch, which we know like for fantasy purposes it's different. That's not that sustainable, but he does to me. He seems pretty pretty but that was the first time we saw it last week like that had not happened for 12 weeks no (laughs) no it hadn't so i mean his longest catch of the season prior to last week was 35 yards like you know and that was the first time we saw No, you're you're right you're right for sure i mean it's they've been using him like hunter renfro the entire season and and because and but they have to it's like they have to so like maybe in 2022 jalen waddle actually isn't even playing this role at all what if he's not even a slot? What if no, he's not even a slot I, I, he, he, he will be. He will be because the results of that's just how coaches are. The results have been so good that they, they'll keep him there until, you know, until something happens. Um, all right. What is your number three? Wait, did I jump you? Oh, you were the Ravens, right? I was the Ravens. Yeah. What is my three? Oh, my three is I'm cheating because we never do this, but the Cowboys, baby, give me, give me yeah. the boys tonight, man. I, uh, I, I couldn't bring myself to pick it, but the Cowboys would be uh on my list for sure i mean well i mean anyone that's listened to this at all and uh you know throughout the course season like listen man i've we've we've been short on the saints the whole year whole year yeah the entire year we've been short on saints and and for the first six weeks we were getting punished yeah i was i was not feeling great about it they kept winning these weird games you you know Jameis is still uh because he got hurt he's number one in the nfl in epa per play 
Yeah, he's number one in like a, a bunch of different metrics, like touchdown rate and like all these things because because the timing of when he got injured and some of the stuff they regressed. But uh, yeah, so good on Jameis. But we've seen that like without like kind of actual functional quarterback play, maybe they get that from Taysom Hill. I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I but doubt this it roster too. is not very talented. And, you know, if Kamara doesn't end up playing tonight, like it's rumored, he still might not. I still feel pretty good. And the Cowboys are just getting healthier. Like they're getting more guys back. You know, Tyron Smith came back last week. We still haven't seen Amari, uh, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup really kind of like play uh, full on together outside of one game, and then the, that game was good. It was against Atlanta, but I think they're they're getting healthier. We know the offense is good. Uh, they're reducing Zeke's role a little bit, which has helped. And uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, then then Jerry said the opposite, right? I know. Well, well, he says that, but then the the proof the last two weeks is they're playing Pollard more on the field, so. right? And McCarthy's yeah. not coaching tonight, so. But but Kellen Moore isn't either. I know. Well, Dan Quinn's been an NFL coach. I I literally someone said that to me the other day. And <laughs> Did you forget? Yeah, yeah he, was, he was bad. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't. I I knew the name, but I was like, who did he coach? And and that he was a Lions coach, right? He was Falcons was coach. Falcons. Oh my god. Oh my god. Was he the twenty-eight to three coach? uh yeah right he was 20 he was the coach that team yes okay i gotta go i gotta go look this up dan quinn yes, yes. it was him and shanahan oh my god oh no why is he coaching why is dan <laughs> just, quinn but it's just because the 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 trickle down to experience right like he's yeah. done it so he'll he'll do it but i do give dan quinn credit though because he actually has coached the cowboys to player talent instead of scheme because he was always like an old school cover three dude and like yeah. cowboys don't play that way this year like he's actually flipped and done like an actual I mean, good I, coaching job well and also got to give them credit for uh saving the value of that micah parsons pick looking like he was going to be an off the ball linebacker and they were like no dude just rush the passer like that's like a a franchise saving decision like the the value of him as an edge rusher versus uh playing like Sean Lee's position is it, like, it's massive. The difference, uh, the that Marcus value Lawrence is back tonight. Yeah, no, I'm, so, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you on that one for, for sure, break, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just short on the saints. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number three is the new England Patriots plus three points at the Buffalo bills on, uh, on Monday night. Uh, I, I, I'm on the other side of this one. I'm not a job. I, I am. I am a Josh Allen skeptic. I don't mean to say that I'm not a believer, but I'm a Josh Allen skeptic. And I, I may, maybe I, maybe I have just been bullied by, by big NFL media and buying into this Mac Jones, uh, Patriots shit. And maybe it'll just look hilarious because they, I mean, if the Patriots get in a 10 point hole, like that's just it. (laughs) They're, they're not climbing out of that hole. Um, but you know, I, I just, I expect them to be the best coach team. Uh, basically every single week expect the defensive game plan to be really good against Josh Allen expect them to be able to run the ball uh and it just it just feels like I don't know feels like this should be a little bit like I don't know like a, a one and a half type, well, it's about, it got back down it's two and a half in a lot of spots right now I like three up. I like three a lot better um so if you I, are I on three. the bill side like I am uh the number is getting better for you yeah but my big thing is about this. Well, two things I think I like the why I like the Bills here. Well, three. One that they're at home. Two, I think when you look at coaching decisions, the Patriots are so ultra conservative. They're actually one of the 
the teams that are one of the worst teams that like going for it and being aggressive in spots they should. Uh, they kick a ridiculous amount of field goals. Uh, they have the most score, you know, they've, they're 31st in rate of scoring plays that are actual touchdowns. Um, so they're, and I think against a team like the Bills, you need to be aggressive. Uh, the Bills will be more aggressive. And then also, I think when you look at Mac Jones and his kind of splits against teams that can pressure their quarterback and, and don't, uh, they're, they're kind of night and day. He's had a really great favorable outlook of teams that aren't really good at rushing the passer. Uh, right. and the Patriots have been taken advantage of that in terms of like why he's looked so good. Uh, not that I think he's going to look bad at all in this game, but just when you look at, he's only faced three teams in the top 10 in pressure rate so far this season, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and he was not, you know, objectively strong in any of those games. Uh, so I, I think that the Bills are a team that can create pressure. Uh, well, they're number one in the NFL in pressure right now anyways. Um, losing Tredavious White sucks, but the Patriots don't really have a guy to take advantage of that. Um, you know, they're playing Kendrick Bourne a little bit more. Uh, last week was like the first week he had his snap spike since like week three. Um, but I just don't think they have like kind of the horses. Like I, I think this is a game, like you said, I think that the, the even as good as the Patriots has been and it's it's been good, but you look again, like, like go through the Patriots schedule. Look at these quarterbacks they're facing, uh, you know, outside of, you know, Justin Herbert, like this, yeah. this run, this run has been against a bunch of vagabonds. Uh, you know, we only have to go back to the middle of the year. Davis Mills had a good game against them. That's true. Uh, so, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I had, I, I had I, the Patriots in survivor that week. So I remember that one. Well, I'm not like it, uh, like supremely confident, but I mean, I had the Bills as my next one uh, just because it was under three now, and I think if you can get it under three, they just at home, uh, they represent good value there. Um, yeah. But and also, what does Bill do? Like, this is a man-to-man defense. What does he do to switch it up? Are they a team that's going to switch up and play more like shell coverage? Because last year, when he tried to play J.C. Jackson on Stephon Diggs, so J.C. Jackson got body bagged. Uh, you know, so I'm curious to see like what the Patriots do. It's a tough, it's an interesting spot for the Patriots because they have to change what they do defensively. Which I, I kind of think that, um, you know, Bill is, it's a really good defensive coach. Like he'll, he is, he'll be much. thinking about it. He'll be, he'll be working on it. Like he's, and, and there's been a lot of tape on the bills and, and Josh Allen, I, Josh Allen is not MVP Josh Allen this season. Like I, like there are, and there are, could be more complex reasons for that than just Josh Allen is, uh, you know, not playing as well, but his, his turnovers are up. His sacks are up. Um, his YPA is way down. Uh, I mean, his, his YPA last year was, was half a yard higher, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there are complex reasons for that. One of them being, they can't run the ball at all. I, Matt, Matt, Matt Breida having a role. We're talking about guys who, who are coming from the past, like Matt Breida having a role on this team is very bizarre. This is it. Dante Foreman's back. Like all these guys are back this year, like at the end of the season, like all these guys that were just like on dynasty waiver wires uh, for years are like picked up now, like Foreman's picked up, Laquan's picked up. I don't know if Tavon's getting picked up, but yeah, I mean, these, these guys, Matt Breida that were just left for dead in dynasty are, are coming back, man, for the stretch run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so that was your, that was your number two. Yes. All right. Uh, my number two is the Miami dolphins minus four points against, uh, the combination of, of maybe Daniel Jones, maybe Mike Lennon that it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I know, I know the giants just beat the Eagles or whatever, but this, this fucking offense, man. I mean, this, uh, this, this New York giants offense, and it, it did not get any better 
nope. uh, with the removal of, of Jason Garrett. Uh, so their, their yards gained on offense uh, the last three weeks, 264, 215, 247. They've not had over oh. 350 <laughs> yards of offense since week four against the Saints. I mean, they are, they can't pass. They can't run. They can't really play defense. Uh, they got, uh, I think they'll have Kadarius Tony back this week. So no, maybe that, know, right. Neither guy practiced yesterday, but Ingram as well. Or no, Sh- Sh- uh, Shepard. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I don't think Shepard is like the most fragile wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be back for a while, uh, but just, they, they don't do anything well, right. They, they don't play, they don't pass block. Well, they don't run the ball. Well, they, they have not. And, and Saquon is looking like, dust dude he's he's looking like the 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 worst critics of his game after that rookie season where he kind of has that uh it's like the barry sanders thing where like a bunch of his runs go for negative success rate but he breaks off the big ones what last week it was he had a 39 yard run and 42 rushing yards it's like that's not good you you don't you do not want that combination of things so i don't know it feels like i would bet this at like six and a half even i mean the giants are just terrible yeah, I'm surprised that Freddie Kitchens couldn't fix an offense that can't pass block as an inaccurate passer and has uh, only wide receivers available that can't get open in Kenny Galladay and, Dar- and Darius Slayton. <laughs> I'm surprised that that wasn't that Jason Garrett wasn't the that they didn't fix everything getting rid of Jason Garrett. Yeah, what I mean, Fred, when your when your alternative is Freddie Kitchens, it's like what's the it's a pretty lateral move there. Yeah. Galvin looks like he's gonna go off in the sunset though. Uh, they're probably not going to get rid of Joe Judge, though, so not enough dominoes are going to fall. Uh, and they'll probably bring Daniel Jones back. So you're going to roll Judge and Daniel Jones back for next year, and you'll be chasing another year, right? Yep. But so. they do have two top ten picks this year. So they'll take a, a nose tackle and an off no the ball man, linebacker. So who knows? We don't know what we'll get. That's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they maybe they hire someone good. Um, all right, so I I, I have a – sneaking suspicion we have the same number one but but maybe not what's your what's your number one mine's the colts oh mine's the 49ers okay oh, so the 49ers. Not, not even on your list that's real that I, that like never happens yeah i mean i have the colts uh one they already beat this team by a zillion points and the colts are the colts are one of those teams that actually i do believe in like you said you're believing in the dolphins i mean the colts are one of those teams that i actually uh, you know, believe in for the stretch run. I mean, you look Frank at Reich their... is a good coach. People love to people love to hate on him on Twitter because he goes through stretches where he doesn't give Jonathan Taylor the ball enough. But he's a good coach. I will say, I so I've never liked Hard Knocks. I've always thought it was one of the most overrated shows because I've always thought that like they just don't show you enough stuff that matters in that preseason version. Like they're they're cluing in on like we're watching like we don't get to see really any of the stars. They're focusing on like all these fringe stuff. It's like glorified practice stuff. And it's like just not enough peek behind the curtain, but this in season hard knocks, this is where the, this is where it's at. Like I can get on board with this. Uh, this, this is, this is some stuff that I like, uh, but you look at the Colts, you know, I digress, but you look at the Colts and like you, since week three, I mean, look at their losses. They lost an overtime to the Ravens, lost an overtime to the Titans. And they just lost on basically the last play of the game to the, the Buccaneers. That's yeah. all respectable stuff that I can accept. They probably should have won two or three of those games. They, they probably wish they would have. Uh, but this, the defense is starting to get a lot better. The big problem was their pass defense, and their pass defense has actually played really well uh, against Josh Allen and the Bills, and, and then Brady and the Bucks. I mean, they took away Godwin and Evans in that game uh, yeah. on Sunday. Uh, and the Texans, I just don't believe the Texans just lost the Jets. Like, 
I mean, yes. It, what are we doing here? They, they were, I don't understand why they're not like why they came out and they said they're going to play Tyrod. Like why? Why? What's the point? I, it's not that Davis Mills showed us really much, but just why? He was a second round pick. Why not just let him play the last five games out? They traded up. They traded up to get him. But why not just let him play? I don't, just don't get what's going on. They just lost to the, the Jets. They just lost to the Jets. Yeah. They <laughs> just home. lost to they the Jets. Jets at home. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you're you're Rex right. Burkhead is getting 20. Talk about guys on diet. Rex, there's another add Rex Burkhead to the, the another log to the fire of guys. An- and, yeah. Another, another throwback. <laughs> um, so, so my number one, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, right? The Seahawks are just fucking terrible, dude. 15, 13, and zero points since Russ came back from this injury. They are, uh, Thorman tweeted his, you know, his pace stuff this week. And it was like, the Seahawks are breaking his shit because they run like 44 offensive plays a game. They can't run the ball. They used to get bailed out by these moon balls to lock it. Those are gone. I mean, uh, he, we thought maybe it was going to happen against the football team because he had what, what a 40 yard catch. Yeah. And they got to 96 yards and then just stopped. We were sweating because we needed him under 20 fantasy points um, for, for our main event. Didn't even get close to that. He throws like, – and Metcalf is, like, getting thrown out of games, not getting targeted. They're bringing in Adrian Peterson for a workout. Like, they just they, – I mean, you want to talk about a, a broken team. Like, not – like, something is rotten in Seattle. And I, I actually do think Debo is, like, the rare – offensive skill position player who might even be worth like a point or a point and a half. Like I, I do think that is this a huge, version, yeah, sure. huge, huge, uh, huge, uh, uh, loss for, for them. Um, like, I, like I have a question. Do you think Ayuk is going to do some of that stuff? Do you think they'll use Ayuk as like a rusher this week? Or do you think they'll just, uh, play Jeff Wilson jr. More? I don't, because I don't think there's a fallback, right? Like if Ayuk were to get hurt, then you just have no receiver. Right. Yeah. So like the big, the big thing of Debo making the switch was Ayuk started to actually play again. Right. Like there's a clear cor- a correlation to when Debo started to play more in the backfield to like Ayuk being, like, being a better wide receiver. Game. Yeah. And so like, I think that Ayuk can do some of that stuff. You go back to college and it, his, his first, his first NFL touchdown was a rushing touchdown. Ayuk. Yeah. And if you go back to college, uh, when he came out before he went to Arizona State, Arizona he State was a community college play. player. Arizona State was going to let him play wide receiver. That's why he chose there. Alabama offered him a full scholarship just to return kicks. Like we're, they were like, we just want you. We, you're that good of a kick returner that we want. We'll offer you a full ride just to return kicks for us. And he chose Arizona State because they were going to let him play wide receiver. Play wide receiver. Um, so that, he has that ability, but I think that there's no contingency plan. Because like Ayuk gets hurt, then like you're you're running shit through Trent Sherfield and Juwan Jennings, and like that's no good. You can't have that. No, <laughs> because Debo no, really was. Can't. Because Debo went from like alpha wide receiver to basically playing like, like a hybrid Coral Patterson position, um, and was that he, he he had like he had like he has like three receptions over like the the most two the the last two games since he's, he's been as many backfield back. snaps as he does as wide receiver the past two games, um, but that's why I don't think we'll see a lot. We might see a couple, you know, IU you know uh, involved or anything, but yeah, I think with him not not having no other fallback for that kind of limits what they do in that regard but i mean who, who cares right like you said they're gonna yeah. run they're gonna run 25 more plays at minimum probably escape that that's why the line seems weird because <laughs> because this 49ers are just gonna have so many like and they're just gonna keep that seattle offense off the field so even even if this was the full version of russ i still might be on the 49ers 
because the defense is so bad. And well, the I mean, how much is actually good on like a per play basis? Like when you look at, Scott, but it's like, just, they can't get off the field. No. Yeah. They, they're on the field for 70 plays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just, I mean, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's not even fair. Um, you know, it's, it's not even fair for, for the defense, but yeah, they, right. I don't know. I, I, I was surprised that this one was not on your list. I mean, it's one of these things that uh, three on the road, right? It's it's a well, historically bad. It's also spot. too like with, like the, the the splits are so bad for Seattle that like I just keep believing that they can't continue. Can't be that bad. But then they yeah. keep continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also too like man, I just never feel good playing with Garoppolo money, man. That uh yeah, that's true. That's true. That like, you, you I a mean weeks ago, but with with against Jacksonville, but it's always Garoppolo always man. He just I don't know. No, I mean, he, he's, there's nothing exciting about Jimmy Garoppolo, though he is going to be a starting quarterback for someone next year. You know, oh, could, yeah. be, could be the Bears, well, so could be the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was talking to Justice. He said it's like 0% that, that Rodgers goes to Denver. So maybe that's where Russ goes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what kind of movement we'll get, but Garoppolo for sure will be on a new team. And I, I believe Russ will be on a new team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be for Rogers to leave. It would be borderline like unheard of because for like how good they are, like a quarterback for like a team that good, like when, when it's like Montana and the, the 49ers, maybe it was like the last time, like you would have like a, like a, a, that profile of a quarterback on that good of a team changing teams. Like Stafford got traded, but like the, the lions were terrible and like they're in a rebuild. Um, when Peyton left, it was cause he was hurt and the Colts were on a rebuild at, at that point. Yep. So like, and, and there was a generational quarterback available. Yeah. So, I mean, for Rodgers, like, it would be pretty unprecedented for him to, for like the, the Packers to go, what, 13 and four, or whatever they end up finishing with, make a run in the playoffs and still like be like, all right, I'm out of here. Uh, right. I don't know. So we'll see how it plays out. But Russ yeah. is gone now. I'm, I'm in on Russ is gone. Yeah. Uh, DFS this week. What's the, what's your lane? My, my take is the chargers Bengals game is, is the one that I want to be in on, uh, Herbert burrow, double stack, bring back like real it. easy. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think that game's hot. Uh, you know, late game. I think, I think Ravens Steelers has the potential to be terrible and or, or good. So you can get some kind of, it's a late game too. So you can get some late spots. I mean, if you do like Lamar Hollywood chase Claypool, I think there's like some, and, and if Ryan Ruth plays, he'll be popular. Uh, you also yeah. have that Washington-Vegas game at 4 p.m. too because, you know, Antonio Gibbs is going to be popular and the island of Dr. Moreau is going to be popular, especially on DK. He'll be real popular. Oh, yeah. Uh, Love that shit. Uh, was he 2-6 on, on DK? 2-7? 2-7. O'Shaughnessy, O'Shaughnessy is 2-6. He's the, he's the leverage pivot. He's the leverage, but uh, it probably won't score a touchdown. That's the thing about Moreau is, like, he's got touchdown equity. Like he's yeah. not just like a PPR. Like it's like not on like Cole Kmut's like 3K or like like or you said O'Shaughnessy. Like when Dan Arnold was, you're like, oh, this dude's gonna have seven for six, 65. Like Moreau could get in the box, man, pretty for sure. Like it's like like he's got pretty decent odds. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is a fun week. I don't know what to do at running back. There's ten good running back. Yeah, players. there's ten good running back players. And we like- might get Sony Michelle. Both sites, both sites priced all the guys up, right? Like Jamal Williams is kind of a tweener price, but I think Madison, Madison is my favorite play because he has the same ceiling he had in the games before 
Uh, and Wangu mm-hmm. might play a little bit, but he's got two snaps as an NFL running back. Yeah, they're not uh, gonna like. They might work some touches in, but he's not gonna like. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's the fucking Lions, but he's seventy nine hundred. So in you know years past sixty five hundred on Fanduel too. Yeah, like he is gonna be. I think he's gonna be single digits all, when when all things are said and done. Yeah, so I, I'm really gonna, in on that. People probably talk themselves out of it. Uh, I do like the leverage too, though, of the passing game and that. But the one guy that didn't get neither site priced up though was Sony. He's he's just dirt cheap on both sites, and you've got him as a home favorite on a team projected to score thirty points. And the last time Henderson missed the game, he uh, got Sony all the sh- touches. He had every touch but one. Yeah, on the backfield, and they don't have any other backups. So like, if Henderson ends up sitting, and we're doing this Thursday morning, Henderson didn't practice on Thursday, so we'll just see what happens. But if Sony and Sony will easily be the chalkiest dude, it'll be like when Jeff Wilson opened up a couple weeks ago, like, and everyone's like, "Well, shit, he's so cheap, I just have to play him." Like, that's where yeah. Sony. That he thinks Sony's four three on DraftKings, and he's five Jesus. three, and he's five three on FanDuel. Like, how the hell do you not play him at those prices? Um, yeah, in the circumstance, which is going to lead to Jonathan Taylor being a little bit under owned because there are only so many running back spots. I mean, this and you've got Antonio Gibson potentially if McKissick doesn't play. I mean, uh, even still, fifty seven hundred dollar Gibson on DraftKings after what he did on Monday night, like that's absurd. Um, Mixon finally got priced up, so but he's still in a good spot. Eckler's in a, it's a good play still because even the expensive running backs you brought up, Madison are all good plays. I think Jamal Williams is a fine mid tier price play. Um, because the Vikings are a bit terrible against the run, and that's what the Lions aren't going to stop running because Dan Campbell loves it. So, uh, and then you still have like James Conner is getting to play with Ky- James Conner hasn't played a Kyler yet. Like we've got lead back, right? James, we've got lead back James. We Conner have, so we have James Conner. We have James Conner at 5,900 as our fourth highest projected scoring running back in the main slate. Right and no now. one's going to play him. Like, no one's going to play him. I don't want to say that. I, that's an overused phrase. And yeah, I'm sorry for saying that. But like, I feel like he's the where Conner is priced. And like the results, I feel like just he he's gonna be on own. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, you might have Boston Scott and whatever happens with the Eagles. Guys. Yeah, I mean, shit. It's, it's, I, I, mean, I hope we don't have to yeah. play. Oh, uh, I hope we get to play Boston Scott. I, I so I guess I hope for our purposes we get to play Boston Scott. But Eagles running back shock is the worst. Oh no, we ain't doing that, man. Uh, yeah, I don't. A lot of people went down the Miles Sanders road again last week, and uh, I did it. Disgusting. Been, yeah, he actually was okay. It just. I mean, he's one of those guys. Like we just know he, he sprained his ankle and came back in, but it was then Scott started playing. Um, all right, man, tell the people, send them, send, send them where you send them. Yeah, man, sharpfootballanalysis.com, weekly worksheet. Lord Reeves on Twitter. It's week thirteen, man. It's week. It's week thirteen. People know. <laughs> people know the drill. All right, everyone, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.